Good afternoon, guys. I hope um, I hope everyone here is um, having a good day. Um, it is the the round two of the Toronto Open, as well as um, you know. I don't want to say round two for all the tournaments because that's not true. I mean, if you look at Lansville, they're still doing their qualifier, which is insane. Anyway, it is um, Wednesday in the calendar when I'm recording this, and um, since mainly this um, or these episodes are going to be dedicated to mainly the Toronto Open, I'll just call this, um, well, technically it's day three. And um, if you if you base it on the qualifiers, it's day five. But um, we'll just say we'll just say day three. That's um, that should work out. So um, I just got home. I'm going to record this one a bit short. Um, not sure if I'm going to be able to watch the first couple of games. Um, I've got some stuff to do um, later today, but we'll see. So, I want to talk about a couple of games um, in the round one matchups for Toronto, um, and a couple of um, a couple of crazy stuff. So. On the episodes I recorded um, for San Jose, you know, I mentioned my thoughts on these rankings, and I truly think that um, they are the most awful rankings I've seen in the WTA for the past two years. And I don't care how many people are going to disagree with me. They are terrible at the moment. Fine, there's exceptions. You know, I'm not going to take away the number one ranking. I'm not going to take away a couple of the rankings. And um, I don't know, let me say the ninth, the eighth, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But there's so many players that shouldn't be there. That is kind of, it's just weird. That that's a good way to put it. Either way, the round one matchups. Should we go from the Sorono down? Or what's the furthest down tournament? I don't even know. There um, everything rest is kinda trash. They're all they're all on the same level down. Anyway. So yesterday, you know, I I was watching um, Sakari and Stevens going to three sets. Incredible. Um, a player, uh, I'm referring to Stevens now. A player that blows my mind. Because um, I have no idea 
how she was doing so well this year. Because if you look, there's loads of you. Um, I wouldn't say loads of you, but there's a lot of you guys that uh, maybe... Maybe when watching tennis or let me put it this way, when you're betting on tennis, you may have not seen the player before or maybe you're not really, you know, you don't really follow tennis or um, basically you, I mean, it's the same thing with the rest of the sports. If you're, if you're doing this betting, you, you, you basically look at um, their history, what they've done, what they've accomplished, and you base it on that. You base it on that. And you say, oh, this player is this good, this player is uh, A, B, C, D, E. That doesn't work with Stevens. And that doesn't work with so many players. Unfortunately, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. Because if... If I did, if I did it that way, all right. If I did it that way, there's no way Stevens would be this terrible and this. Oh, it hurts my brain. It hurts my brain. It hurts my brain. It's really hard to explain the. the weirdness she brings to my eyes when I'm watching her play because it feels so terrible and I don't know how to explain it more than that unless you've been watching her last two games. Either way, Sakari going to three sets with uh, Stevens was kind of... I, I, I can't say a popcorn match because they're both ter- terrible, but it was uh, a nice way to end off the night. Um, Badusa, I'm sorry, Sakari um, beat her 6-2-4-6-6-2. The game before that was um, Bianca versus Dasha. Um, I've said this, um, I haven't said this before, but man, Bianca is... Um, I, I don't want to say um, you know I need to I need to find another word in the dictionary for disgusting but uh, you know a less harsh word it's um, it's a bit weird taking I think six five medical timeouts during a tie break during a breakdown during whatever you know let's just put it like this whenever you're losing you just go down and sit down for five minutes complaining about any sudden I don't know it's not an injury maybe she was complaining about her being sick for some weird reason and that's the annoying part it's a weird reason but the reason truly is she was losing and she ended up winning by doing this and that is my opinion maybe Maybe for a lot of you, it may not be. Um, I don't think she deserved winning yesterday. 
some of you maybe think that she did. And that's fine to disagree. But um, an awful game. It was entertaining for sure. The, the breaks were a bit frustrating. Uh, either way, those two games, you know, I did not really... I did not really care about them, more so it was uh, me watching them and uh, trying to enjoy the night. A couple of spots though, uh, that I'd like to bring up was um, um, Georgi playing Badaguno yesterday. Fun. You know, I did say um, that the game would most likely go to depth. It kind of did in the first set. Um, a tie break, basically the pure definition of depth or inside the distance. But truly inside the distance means that there's a tie break, but we'll ignore that statement either way. I mean, there's not really much to say here. Um, again, Radekino, a girl with... Um, a girl, when you base off stats, should beat most players in the top top um, top thirty. Lead Mila, I'm pretty sure is not, so I can't bring her into this. But Emma struggling with MCO, not beating Lead Mila, not beating Georgie, is truly not even surprising, and it shouldn't be surprising. Because she hasn't been playing so well this year. And I think it'll show in the rankings after this month. And there's nothing... Um, there's nothing I have against her. It's just um, at the moment, she's not playing well. I think she'll have... Um, she'll have a chance to win a couple games next week in Cincinnati. I guess she's playing. That might be wrong. Ignore that statement. It might be right. I don't know. You know, sometimes I like to say stuff that are meant to be facts, but um, never mind. Sometimes I say stuff as if they're facts, but they may, may not be, which... Uh, um, you guys need to verify. <laughs> Alright. Today, we have a couple of games. For the Toronto, every single game is a second round game. So, we're done, at least with the qualifiers, which should be done a long time ago. Either way. Sakari again advances to the second round, which she, she, she really should do. But watching the gameplay yesterday, I wouldn't be shocked if Stevens was here, which would be even more insane. Even more insane, because with that kind of logic, Kennen should be in the second round. Which would be kind of crazy for a girl in a what? That hasn't won a single game? Um... Today, most of the seeds gain a buy in this first round will play. The players that um, the players that did get their uh, first round draw uh, bide was uh, Swiatek, 
it was um, it was Batusa, it was um, Sabalenka, and it was Kantanit. So, my favorite player here of all of the buys, um, at least the one I think deserves the buys, is Swiatek. Um, Kontavit is, I mean, most of you know this, is one of my favorite players on tour. Herbakina uh, being my favorite. Uh, Kontavit has been, I wouldn't say struggling playing this year, but... Um, I'm sorry, maybe not this year. I think a better statement here would be the past few months. But uh, we'll see. Back to Hardcore now. She did decent on clay. Um, got to the final in Hamburg. Did not do more than that. Which is acceptable. As um, we're really not used to seeing her playing clay. It'll be fun to see how she do this... Uh, this tournament in Toronto. So what I think is crazy is the fact that um, it's still unknown. It's still quite hard to predict who's going to win this. Because if you base it on the seeds, um, if you base it on the seeds, there's basically no no there's no chance for. Um, there's no chance for the unseeded players to win. That's what it seems like here. Um, I, got, I don't even know the odds on um, unseeded player to win, but it must be, it must be high. Zaka playing Kai Kanepi yesterday. I mean, I don't really want to be too harsh here, but. Um, if you think Osaka is uh, a player that is one of the best on the tour, you are hilarious because she's not even close. It's one thing to have awesome serves, to be famous, to be... or. I'm sorry, to have had an awesome career. But with that kind of logic, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, many more, are also one of the best on tour. Which makes zero sense whatsoever. Osaka retired yesterday against Kanepi after losing the first set and going 0-3 down the first second set. I think 0-3 was the correct score before she was retiring. It's not really surprising. Um, either way, no matter what I think of her, um, I I hope she does well. I hope she... If it, if it was truly back pain, um, which... Um, I'm not sure it really was. I hope it heals up fast for her. And um, I'm not sure if she's been struggling, but um, I hope it goes well. 
My favorite matchup for today is going actually to be the first couple of games. We have Mertens and Georgi, and I spoke about how much Georgi needs to defend their points. She's ranked, I think, 29th or 30th in the rankings. Her points are being played at this month up to 80%, actually. I said 64 or 65 or something yesterday. But um, for the day, I don't know, the, 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 the podcast, uh, the episode I posted for this, this kind of, this tournament, the episode one shit. Either way, Georgie is defending so many points this month. And um, as an athlete, the mindset is uh, nuts. It kind of makes you play crazy. Georgie, oh, we all know Georgie is talented. Mm, she she might not uh, she might not have have had the the best year. Um, which I don't think many people in, 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 that had their best year last year is having an awesome year. Uh, but Georgie is here to to to, to, to defend the, to defend points, and it shows. The win yesterday was very meaningful for her, which it should. And I think it's an awesome start. I think this tournament, the tournament she's she won last year, uh, you know, an actual tournament she won, one thousand she won last year in twenty twenty one, is an awesome tournament for her. With that being said, um, I don't see a reason why she wouldn't be able to be Mertens, a player that she beat last time, a player that she's won to head-to-head, but uh, clearly is a better player than her. They're, I think she's not favored to win here, but re- she really should. Um, uh, when I say favored, I mean by uh, you know the, the odds by the, by the bookies, I guess. Um, Publicly, not really sure who's favored, but um, I don't see why Georgie shouldn't win here. I need to bring up Cornette in the first round because she's playing. Uh, she's playing today, or more so for us Europeans listening tomorrow night. I don't know what this girl. Um, if this girl has this mentality saying, okay, this player is doing awesome, I gotta destroy her. She did this against uh, Swiatek and Wimbledon, you know, she beat her and her, I think, 40-something losing, I'm sorry, winning streak. Made her look like freaking, uh, I don't know, like she's, I, I don't want to say the new Yiga because that wouldn't make any single sense whatsoever. Uh, a player that I think Linda Naskova beat. <laughs> Linda Naskova being a... I think she's in the top 100 right now, so I don't want to say she's not in the top 100. Either way, Cornette beating Iga was uh, fun. A French beating Iga, a French winning the streak. And then we go to Caroline Garcia playing Iga Swiatek and Warzo. And then all of a sudden, Iga, in her home country, in clay, loses to Garcia. And Garcia winning Budapest, I'm sorry, Palermo. I don't think that's right. 
and I I'm not going to go up and check check it out. But uh, I'm just gonna give two tournaments and guess. If they if they're both wrong, then I'll have a laugh. Uh, it was either Palermo, Budapest, and I don't even remember the the tournaments in the last two weeks. Where Garcia won, beating. No, this didn't. Oh, this was so easy as well. It was Warza because it was that one and she beat Iga. That that was hilarious. Anyway, after Garcia winning Warza by beating Iga, and um, don't remember what what round, but it was quite early in the stages. Garcia goes on to play Toronto and loses to Cornet. Cornet beating two players on a good winning, when I say winning streak, but I'd say on in an awesome form. I think a 47 game winning streak or whatever Iga's winning streak is was not even awesome, it was crazy, and I think it was something we haven't seen before. I don't know if I should give props to Cornet here, I don't know what to say, I don't know if it's a French thing, I don't know if it's... I feel like it's, uh, it's not, you know, all of these things revolving with French players, associating with French players. I don't know if it's something with their country. I don't know if it's something with their players. Who's who's she next going to to play? It's Bianca. The amount of um, or I don't know if how I'm going to phrase this. I really hope Bianca plays Cornet in uh, one of those smaller courts and not the stadium. Reason is, I know maybe some of you listening like Bianca. I know uh, most of you probably do not like Cornet. I really want Cornette to beat Bianca and it's due to the fact she played Dasha yesterday and won even though she was clearly the the the, the, the worst player um, and not even by not even by a margin by miles by miles by miles here's the funny thing um, so if you go on, or if you did go on, the, the different kind of betting apps, I only use a couple, and you watch the game, you look at the odds. So Bianca was favored, I think minus 135 before the game. Dasha was the underdog here. They play on, they go on and play the game. Bianca wins the first set. She was, remember she was favored pre-game. Bianca wins the first set. After the first set, Kazatkina is still plus 120. Bianca is split, uh, still minus 150. Tell me that's not insane. Tell me that's not crazy. All right, I'll go, I'll go further. I'll go further down into the line. 3-3 at the second set. Bianca winning the first set. It's still 3-3 and a tie in the second set. Dasha is minus 300. I mean, if you screenshot that and post, I'm pretty sure it'll look crazy as hell. And 
just by that, don't have to take my word for it, you can tell that Bianca shouldn't be winning that game. And uh, it's not you, it's not, I, you know, I rarely honestly agree with the lines, but that was the most sharpest live line I've ever seen in months, in months. Because it felt like there was actually a, a guy or girl watching the game saying, okay, this line needs to be minus 300, even though she hasn't won a single set, even though she's not up in the second set, even though Bianca is holding in the second set and has won the first set, she really should lose this match. Um, which she didn't, which I think is crazy, and I think she should be eliminated in the next round. I think Conan is a perfect girl to do it. I mean, she's done it against Iga, she's done it against Garcia. Why not here? Uh, the difference is here, Bianca is not really a player that's been having a good run, uh, which is unfortunate, but unfortunate for her. I uh, really hope Cornette beats her here. Head-to-head, uh, -head, Cornette has been beating her either way, 2-0. Uh, the head-to-head, -head, or the last the game, was in the Wimbledon last year, and um, then Red played on hardcore uh, earlier. Uh, so this will be fun. I think Cornette is still awesome in fast-paced courts. And I think she's going to, regardless of my opinions on Bianca, I should beat uh, Bianca. Anyway, that was my um, short five-minute uh, rant about Bianca winning yesterday. Pliskova and Anismova. Pliskova playing Crazy Kova in the first round was hilarious, I think. I think um, a lot of people thought that Crazy Kova could actually beat Pliskova. I, um, I think Crazy Kova is terrible. Um, well, I got that wrong. I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what I said earlier. I ignore ignore the last one minute of, of this. Pliskova plays Anismova and Pliskova played Krasikova in the first round. Yes. I don't think Krasikova is a very uh, worthy of having a favorite line against Pliskova um, at all. I don't know what that was about. Kind of freaked me out. I took a pass from it, but uh, it really shouldn't. Penko and Risk. I spoke about how, how this matchup was going to be fun. Penko has always beaten Risk when they've played, and they've played mostly on a surface that is um, that is um, pretty known or pretty. Um, pretty same as the Toronto uh, Toronto Open <laughs> either way it's hard court anyway um, so the first I need to check the draws I think all of the second round games will be played today uh, either you know for me it's going to be in, in a couple hours or in an hour or so to be honest I think in three hours uh, 5 p.m. I'm sorry, it's actually in an hour. Either way, uh, all of the second round games will be played today, and I think um, uh, 
I'd say the most interesting for me is going to be the Goff and Rebakina game. Mostly because I don't know why Rebakina is such a huge underdog here. Um, I know Goff is loved by the public and the bookies, apparently. Um, I'm speaking with a bit of bias here. Uh, I think every single one of you know how how much uh, how much of a fan I am for Rebakina. Uh, but uh, you know, truly an objective view here. I don't think uh, I don't think Goff. Or, I'm sorry, I don't think Rebakina deserves to be an underdog for a lot of players on tour. There's a couple she does, but uh, a lot of players that she really shouldn't. And um, you know, the fact that she's not even seated in this tournament is kind of ridiculous. Uh, Wimbledon not being. I mean, I don't want to play the Wimbledon here, but uh, the WTA and ATP not giving points for the Wimbledon was kind of, uh, kind of a um, half fair for. I'm sorry, half fair. Uh, half fair for the men's, I think, because there was a couple of Russians that could have could have gone far in in, in uh, Wimbledon. I don't think they would win, so. But again, when you're speaking um, objectively, you can't just go 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 off subjective opinion like I just did ten seconds ago. On WTA, I don't think any Russian would win the Wimbledon. Um, uh, they might have been. They might have um, been challenging, but uh, I don't see that, or I don't see any other way it would go. To be honest, or to be frank. The the uh, the next, uh, you know, I'm basing this not off, you know, what's going to be the most fun game, perhaps, but it's going to be one of the more fun games for me would be Kanepi and Muguruza. Uh, Muguruza I haven't seen in a while. Kanepi has been playing awesome. It's going to be fun. I actually really hope Kanepi goes far into this tournament as well. The fact that Sausanova won the last tournament in the City Open, you know, I had nothing wrong with it. Both players I like. Both players I, I love or enjoy watching. Um, but uh, it will be it would be awesome to see Kanepi go 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 uh, far in this tournament. Uh, tough tough first tough matchup uh, against Magaruza. The the thing is here I that um, I, I I'm going to be rooting for Kanepi here and uh, I think she has a chance to win this. Uh, pretty pretty good chance as well, but uh, we'll see, man. It's uh, it's not it's not the easiest matchup. Kontavet and, and and Jill will play as well. Kontavet uh, is not the biggest favorite here, but uh, she should get it done. Uh, perhaps a straight, perhaps not. I'd be kind of surprised if Jill won, but Kontavet again has not been playing a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of awesome games these last couple of weeks. She's uh, played one hardcore tournament, which was in Prague. She got eliminated against Potapova in straights, and I think she got eliminated 6-0, 6-1, something like that, which was nuts. Um, so we'll see how much she bounces back today. Uh, Haddad Maya versus Fernandez. Uh, Leila uh, did play a, a good game first round coming back. And I think BHM is an awesome matchup for her to go further into this tournament. Uh, the rest of the games, I don't really 
I don't really care much about. I mean, we have Pagula and Aiza. We have uh, Swiatek and Ayala. That would be a fun matchup that I'll definitely try to tune into. Um, I'll be watching the others that I mentioned. And the Cornet versus Bianca game, I will definitely be watching because Bianca is a favorite minus 250 here. Or something like that. It's crazy. Oh yeah, she's minus 200. I'm not sure. All right. I'll be damned if the girl that beats Iga and Garcia ruining their streak can't beat Bianca, a player that shouldn't have beaten Dasha. Nothing Dasha is whatsoever at the slightest bad because she hasn't been bad this week. Um, I honestly... All right, my... Um, my mic got a bit tic tac uh, I'm sorry, detached there. Uh, I did. I think I was speaking about Conan and Iga. Um, again, a player that's been a um, sicko. Sicko is the right word there. I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy with that with that term. A player that beaten the the most uh, informed players. Should be able to take away Bianca, and I really hope the color, the the way, the, the fact that uh, they might play in the stadium will um, will uh, uh, not be as impactable, uh, which it actually is going to be, and it's kind of sad. Uh, I get that uh, home court advantage or home country advantage is a thing, and uh, it is um, sad to see for a couple of players. Especially the Russians, I mean, we're never going to see Dasha have uh, a crowd like that. We're not going to see Sabalenka have a crowd like that unless we're playing in a uh, matchup that is um, um, in a matchup where none of the players are playing at home or a matchup that is. I don't know, a neutral surface, perhaps. Um, but uh, as an athlete, I guess it applies to anything in life. Uh, that shouldn't be a huge issue. There's always a couple of stuff you need to deal with. And uh, crowd in this case, will be one for each player that faces either Leila or Bianca. Uh, there's a difference with my opinion there because I really think, or I really hope, not even my opinion, or I guess you can classify it as my opinion, I really hope Leila goes far in the tournament and I really hope Bianca gets eliminated today. And uh, I also think that she, she should easily based on yesterday and based on San Jose where she got eliminated by Rogers. I've spoken a lot about Rogers and, and the way she impressed me in San Jose. But um, let's move on. I want to take a short minute to recap Concord. Um, there, were, there were a couple of games yesterday. I was speaking about my eyes outright and I was mentioning Wang, Tosin, Baltier and Pera. Uh, Tossin playing ball to yesterday and man, wow, this girl, wow, is she back to his regular form? 
I say wow and then she's going to be eliminated as a minus 1000 today. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I'm sorry, she plays her second round or round 16 tomorrow. Either way, Tossum felt super impressive yesterday and I'm really happy to see her be playing like this. It feels exactly the same like she was playing I think way back in December. Uh, whatever, whatever it was, she she looks incredible again. Way better than she did last week as, against Petkovic and it's awesome to see. Uh, I'm really happy that I said that she, I think she'd win or she can win because I really think she can. She can go far. She's in the top quarter for this tournament. And um, she's probably going to play Liz if Liz wins uh, her game against the wildcard today. If she doesn't, she'll play the wildcard. Either way, I think both of them she's going to beat in the quarterfinals. And then in the, in the semifinals, she'll either play Wang or Freck. Um, you know, I'm I'm already predicting the round 16s right now, so I might be wrong. But uh, she doesn't have an impossible matchup. I think she will face Wang if she goes through to the semi-final. Golubic plays Wang today or tomorrow. Either way, I don't like Golubic whatsoever, and I think Wang will beat her. Um, we'll see about that. It's always fun to uh, literally record what you think and then go back and see if you were wrong or not. Speaking of that, I said I gave you guys a guarantee that Isla would win the first... Wow, I really need to work on the rephrasing. But I did say, or I guaranteed, if Isla wins the first set, she will lose the second set against Kudibatova and they will go to three sets. Which they... Which, which Isla won or... What? Alright, which happened, because Isla won the first set and then lost the second set, but managed to get in the third set and advance to the second round, which is obvious because she plays Ika today. And uh, it's kind of nice to, to make a, a quite harsh or big statement and then be right. Uh, I also said Para would no, in no way lose against Kyla Day, even though she wasn't even favored way too high, which is understandable, but she was favored around minus 3, 200, maybe 200, I think. And uh, I don't care what you think. I mean, as a minus 200 in tennis, it's uh, not uh, very meaningful. Uh, I, we have the same thing here with uh, recently mentioned Bianca playing Cornet being favored minus 200. I don't think that line is correct, and I think that line will change. It will change. Uh, you'll see that. Uh, you'll see that intro game. All right. Contact with Concord. Lannisville, I don't have much to say. I want to bring up a little bit about Spain. Monet is a player I've been enjoying watching. She's most likely going to lose tomorrow, but uh, she's been really impressive and. Uh, uh, her, her stats doesn't say this whatsoever. She's been on a quite losing streak, but man, she's playing good tennis right now. And uh, I haven't seen her play uh, a lot this year. But uh, I've seen her play in ITF, in Horb, in, in Darmstadt, and she's been playing good. She's been playing good. Um, her last defeat was, um, I guess, Roos. And I don't understand why Roos is playing these tournaments. I mean, it makes... It makes um, I don't know, man. Is this for fun? 
Is this for fun? I mean, she goes from playing the French, the, the Wimbledon, the Warza, and then she goes on to ITF, uh, Tirayana. I mean, it's... Uh, it feels like she's playing it to have a vacation in Spain, maybe? I don't know. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but... Uh, the reason why she's playing there, I don't really understand at the moment. Maybe it's because of the doubles, maybe not. I, I don't know, I haven't looked into it. Uh, but it would be weird if Ruse did not win uh, Tirayana. It would be weird. Um, either way, for the ITFs down there, we don't really have the availability to bet on um, who's going to win the tournament. And uh, it's understandable because it is truly a shit show. And um, at the end of the week, it would be fun to see who wins. I mean, I have my eyes on uh, Monet, Ruse. And uh, Palikova was spoken about in Prague. So we'll see. We will see. Uh, I don't really speak about the men's too much. But Montreal, I gotta bring up. I think the weather in Canada is the worst weather. Right now, it feels like, on Earth. Which, you know, it really isn't. But... Uh, I think the, the the whole weather situations is kind of annoying to to deal with, both for the players and the uh, viewers. That was really my only mention of the ATPs. I don't have much to say about that, except the weather. My final words for the Toronto is um, if you look at the draw. Okay, they're on the second round. I think there is a... I think there's a um, clear winner in each single game. And um, I don't think you need to make it more complicated than that. I really don't. Um... You can just take a look at the match. You see Halep versus Zhang. You say Halep will win, Halep will win, and Halep will win. There's not more than that. And now if for some weird reason Halep loses, either way, whatever you did, unless you bet on her to win with minus 12, minus 10, I don't know if that's even available, it is a good bet. And if it loses... It's not really a bad read whatsoever, and it's not really a bad bet whatsoever. But, again, I think in, in Toronto, I think it's worth to um, just go off your original thoughts, and I'll make it more complicated than that. That's my advice for, for, for betting. Uh, this podcast is such a half-half. It's more me sharing my talks and opinions. And then uh, the other half is me educating on how to bet on the WTA Tour uh, successfully. Uh, which uh, I know um, a lot of you guys are mostly here for. Which is uh, very nice. Uh, and it's... Uh, it's super appreciated to have a couple of uh, uh, followers on here. The, um, 
the Ben, uh, the Williams game <laughs> is actually super fun. Uh, I don't know if they think Williams is going to win based on Belinda tanking, maybe or something. Not, I mean, Williams is one of my favorite players as well. So you know, there's I'm not saying anything uh, biased here, but uh, I mean, why would Williams win? There's uh, not. Uh, not really a single reason for her to to be playing better than Belinda today. Uh, either way, I'll definitely be watching it. Uh, Williams is a player that played uh, pretty well, yes, um, pretty well against MPD. Uh, and to be honest, if we're going to be honest, uh, Williams has a freaking amazing record on hard court. I think she has played. 580 games and won 500 of them i gotta do some maths you know if um that's kind of nuts you know that's kind of nuts a player that's played 580 games and won 87 percent of them is there's just one, um, there's just a wow for it, man. It's uh, freaking insane. Uh, she just announced that she's going to retire after the USO, which is understandable. I mean, you can't be doing this shit forever. Uh, but uh, honestly, one of the, if, the, if not the, one of the best players on the WTA. And it's um, it's awesome for uh, it's awesome to see her play this um, this tournament at USO to finish it up. Uh, you know, I'd say in my heart it would be fun for her to win and go far, but uh, you know, if you look at this objectively, I don't see a reason why Belinda wouldn't win. Not really because uh, if you take Belinda and Williams at their peak, there is uh, no chance in hell that Belinda will win. But as uh, as of today, Williams hasn't played a game, I think, in a year. Um, except for Tan. Well, that was a horrible game. Anyway, except for Tan and the Wimbledon. A player that hasn't played for a year is uh, going to lose to Belinda. Uh, there's not really much more to say. This was honestly going to be a bit more of me talking, a bit more of me talking, more than me giving uh, insightful information. And uh, uh, it usually tends to be like this for the one or two episodes of the six or five I post for the the entire tournament. Uh, I will uh, be out of town. Before the semi-finals, uh, so maybe a couple of days I won't be able to post, but I will wrap the second round up, hopefully, uh, before they um, before they play the quarterfinals. Um, not really much more I got to say. I um, I think um, I'm sorry. I think. Uh, 
the outright still is insanely hard for me to predict even though I, I, I just said that you take a look a first look at this and then you decide uh, what you like the most of the matchup not really the same outright because there's so many players I like here and uh, I don't uh, I don't want to make a, a prediction with the six seven players you know it wouldn't make sense uh, but that's that's basically it uh, I know a couple of you guys have been messaging me on Twitter on the PMs with questions and if you'd like me to bring this up on the pod uh, you can either send me a message which is probably more comfortable or send me a voice message both uh, works splendid uh, and uh, you know thanks for or thank you for reaching out uh, every single one of you it's awesome uh, and uh, thank you for listening today as well so until next time I will see you guys.